Welcome to the ASSP Safety Standards and Tech Pubs podcast, your source for expert insights on industry consensus standards and ASSP technical publications. I'm your host, Scott Fowler. Having an effective management system plays a major role in any organization continually improving its safety performance. The ANSI ASSP Z10 standard provides comprehensive guidelines for how to effectively implement and maintain a safety management system at any size organization. Joining us to discuss the Z10 standard and how safety professionals can use the document to improve their organization's safety performance is Amy Timmerman, who is a member of the ANSI ASSP Z10 committee. Amy, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Scott, for having this opportunity to talk about the ANSI Z10 standard standard. I'm very excited about it. Looking forward to uh, talking with our members more about the standard. Great. Let's uh, let's get started. Now, we're talking about safety and health management systems, particularly as it pertains to Z10. So I thought we could start with just a quick overview of the Z10 standard to give listeners a better idea of its scope and purpose. Mm-hmm. So the scope of Z10 is really it defines the requirements of an occupational health and safety management system. And it provides some of the flexibility in how to conform to the requirements of the standard in a manner appropriate to your organization and with your OHS risk. As far as the purpose of the standard, the, the standard really provides a, a management system tool to improve your overall performance, um, provide safe workplaces, and help reduce the risk of occupational injuries and fatalities. Okay. So for those businesses out there that may not have a safety program in place, let alone a safety management system, why is it so important to have such a system in place to help improve your overall safety performance? So you want to look at the system uh, as a whole, and that's what the occupational health and safety system gives you. When you look at it as a whole and how all the elements are interrelating, that's when you're going to see your continuous improvement. So taking all the elements and looking how are they interacting and how are they working together to get to your performance that you're looking at achieving. Okay, so really taking a holistic view of your entire operation to see where you can improve and how a safety management system can help you achieve that. Yes, exactly. Now, regular listeners to this podcast may remember that uh, last year we were joined by Vic Toy, who was actually a uh, vice chair of the Z10 committee, and we discussed the, the ISO 45001 standard and how it can apply to safety management systems. And I wonder if you could just talk a little bit about what distinguishes Z10 from other safety management standards like 45001. So there are a couple things. One of the things with the new version of Z10 coming out is system thinking. That's a concept used throughout the new standard. And it's really about what we talked about earlier is how the elements to the occupational health and safety management system work together with all the other aspects of the system. It's it's being um, dynamic and not linear. And one thing you're going to see in this new standards is, is a new graphic. And what this graphic displays is the interaction of the different elements. We still use the plan, do, check, act, but if you look at that, the intention of that is, you know, of continuous improvement, but there is, and there's a value and a need to be considered and incorporated. However, sometimes it, what it does is it leads to linear thinking rather than the system dynamic thinking. So when you're looking at the plan, do, check, and you're going through your, your system, you get to, you're doing something, you're implementing something, you find out that it's not working, you're not going to continue on and do the check and the act, you're going to stop at that point and go back to the plan. So it's all interreacting. So a lot of times you have the plan do, many plan do checks inside the plan do checked. So it's all interrelating. So you're going to see a new graphic that does a really good job of showing the interactions of the elements and how they work together. The other thing I want to point out is uh, what you're going to see is occupational health. Uh, You know, 2.7 million fatalities 
uh, every year. But out of those, 2.4 million of those are related to occupational illness. So the standard for the first time, you're going to see a segment on there in occupational health. And that was a big uh, focus with the committee talking about the occupational health and how to incorporate that into the Z10. Okay. The Plan Do Check Act, I wonder if you could just talk a little bit more about how that came about and the role it plays in safety management systems. Yeah. So you see the Plan Do Checked, um, that's in mostly all management systems. Mm-hmm. You'll see it in Z10, you'll see it in the ISO standards. And what that is, it just, it's just, it's about continuous improvement. You, you, know, you go through the cycle of planning your process, then you're doing it, implementing, then you're checking your performance mm-hmm. evaluation, and then you're acting on it. So all management systems, you'll see the model, plan, do, check, act, but what happens is sometimes it's being looked at a linear, and, and that it's not linear, it's, it's mm-hmm. dynamic, and that's where things start to interrelate. You can't just keep going down the path if you know something's <laughs> not working, and you need to come back and, and fix that. You're okay. not going to finish the cycle. So plan to check that is definitely, you see that in all your different management systems. It's uh, been out there for quite some time. Okay. You mentioned about, you know, following the straight line. Do you find in your experience, a lot of organizations, safety professionals kind of follow that linear thinking and it's important to really, I don't want to say get out of that mindset or go beyond that mindset to really foster improved safety performance, to think about it from a different different perspectives? Yeah, I'm seeing a movement more towards system thinking and okay. more looking at things as a whole, but yes, I can say I see, you know, some of the linear thinking, but there is a movement more towards system thinking, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing that more, and that was really one of the basis of incorporating that and talking about system deficiencies in the management system uh, with the new Z10 version coming out. Okay. So I'm definitely seeing a, you know, movement towards more of the holistic looking at system. Mm-hmm. Something else you mentioned was in in the update of Z10, the greater focus on occupational illness. I thought that was really interesting. I know the the majority of the focus in the safety profession is on, you know, injuries and fatalities. I wonder if you could talk a little more about that. I mean, occupational yeah. illness in general and how the the, the updated standard tries yeah. to address that. So, so you're going to see a portion of this when you get to, it's in section eight of operations. And uh, we had some great experts on the committee in occupational health and industrial hygiene. So it, it gives some more specifics on looking at it from the illness standpoint, from industrial hygiene, looking at, you know, hearing and air and chemicals and how that can affect the employees and really carving out a section just on occupational health. And it gives some specific guidelines on how to implement that occupational health, which is a key portion of it. Because if you look at the data, that's where the fatalities are happening with, really? is the occupational health side of it. Um, 2.4 million fatalities a year on just occupational health. So it was really important for the committee to get that piece implemented into mm-hmm. the standard. And there's guidance on that too, Scott. So the nice thing with the Z10 coming out is there gonna be a guidance and implementation guide, and that's gonna be a supplement to the Z10. And it's really gonna provide individuals that are looking to implement Z10 and how to implement it, you know, how to do this. Okay, you got the requirements, but okay, okay how do I do this? How mm-hmm. do I interpret these? Sure. And it really gives you, walks you through step-by-step on implementation of Z10. I'm really excited 
excited about this. On the on the occupational illness topic, what are some of the those common you talked about hearing industrial hygiene? What are some of the the common factors that you're seeing? You mentioned the the four million plus fatalities associated um, with with occupational yeah. illness. Are are there some factors that really rise to the top with that? The safety professionals need to be aware of. Is it a combination of things? When when you hear a number like that, what are the big things that are really contributing to that number of yeah. fatalities associated with occupational Going illness? Going back to that study that came out, and I think it was 2017, and it, a lot of it had to do with respiratory. Okay. Um, so exposure to chemicals and fumes where they're not wearing, having the uh, personal protective them or they're not eliminating some of the hazards by providing proper ventilation, but exposure to fumes and chemicals. So okay. it's a lot to do with respiratory and that piece of it. Okay. Yeah. That's really interesting. And hopefully with this this update to Z10, as you said, there can be more more attention paid to those kind of things so mm-hmm. you, to safety professionals can then work to reduce the, the number of fatalities associated yeah. with that. Because now it's a requirement in the standard. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can't get around it. So if you're going to conform to the, the Z10, it's part of a requirement okay. is that occupational health piece of it. Okay. Talking about Z10, comparing it to 45,001 and the, the options for a safety management system standard, what are the most important things that safety professionals need to keep in mind when selecting a safety management system standard to implement at their organization? Yeah, I, I would say start, you know, look at what your business needs are. If you're a global company, you want to look at, from a global standpoint, if you're doing business abroad, is maybe looking at the ISO 45001. Or mm-hmm. what are your customers or your suppliers requesting? Because I see a lot that'll drive going for certifications mm-hmm. is that it's your suppliers, your customers are you know, asking for this. So if you're a global company, I would definitely consider looking at the 45,001 just because that's recognized globally. But for those industries that are more U.S.-based is taking a look at the Z10. Personally, I feel it's a little bit easier to read and interpretation okay. compared to 45,001 because you don't, it's a difficult read and sometimes you don't know what the in, intention was and in some of the wording of the standards in 45,001. Okay. It's not as clear. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's it's just, it's challenging to read on what the actual outputs are looking for the, in okay. that standard. Okay. But I think Z10 is a lot more easier to read. Mm-hmm. It's more U.S.-based. And for those companies that are focused just on the U.S. or just starting out with management systems, Z10 is a great standard to take a look at. Okay. Now, there also is the OSHA guidance management system, too. So that's, that's also another good one I think companies overlook, and, or they might not know that OSHA has a management system guidance out there. And that's, to me, it's a really good starting point for okay. those companies just looking at a standard is very basic. I think it's great for small and medium-sized companies to start there. But, you know, take a look at what are your business needs. If you're a global company, you're dealing with international, probably best to definitely look at 45,001 mm-hmm. because you might have a, you know, requirement coming down the road or a supplier or vendor sure, that's sure. going to be requesting that. Is I see that a lot with 14,001. Okay. Do you have that certification when you're going for bids with different projects? Sure, sure. And in conversations I've had with other folks, it's, you know, fitting a system to, you know, your business and your safety needs as opposed to the other way around. You shouldn't try to, to fit your needs to a standard. You need to fit the standard with yeah. what you're trying to achieve yeah. at your organization. What, and it's what works for your business, your size of your organization. Mm-hmm. So there's there's lots, the good news, I mean, there's a lot of options out there and there's a lot of guidance and implementations that are coming out too. I mentioned that Z10 has got the implementation, the guidance document that's going to come out. You know, that's, that's and that's great helps with the Z10, but for those that may need to implement 45,001, it's a great resource for that too. Okay. So. Okay. 
I'm really excited about this. There's been a lot of work and effort put into this guidance implementation guide, and also it provides new concepts in there. And that's that's one thing we talk about system thinking. It talk if you, for those of you who don't know system thinking, it has a section in there, um, new concepts such as new view, FSI. It talks about workplace violence. Okay. Um, so things that you don't see in 45,001 that you'll see in mm-hmm. Z10. Okay. So. Now, whether it's Z10, 45,001, or another safety management system standard that a safety professional may utilize to help improve their safety performance, what are the most important elements to maintaining the effectiveness of that system once you've implemented it at your organization? You've decided, okay, we're going to go with Z10 or 45,001. How do you use the standard to maintain that performance yeah. once it's been implemented? That's a really great question. Question. That's a good one. I think all the elements are important, but I think the ones that resonate with with me is for maintaining and sustaining is obviously you got to have your leadership involvement sure. constantly involved. It's not a one and done. They can't be passive. You get the certification or you get where you you know and then and stop there. It's got to be there's got to be active engagement with the leadership continuously. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is worker participation. Is that's really key? Is having you know, continue to have your worker participation in all the elements of the standard, okay. whether it's Z10 or 45001. But you got to constantly have that worker input because they're your most important interested party. You know, so they have to be involved, continuously involved to help keep that s- system continuous improvement because they know what's the is- or the issues and they have the great ideas and solutions sure. for these problems. So the other thing I would say is performance evaluation is you got to continue to check on your system and make sure that it's doing what it's supposed to be doing and are you getting your outputs that mm-hmm. you want. Right. So are you doing your internal audits? Are you doing your compliance inspections? Are you doing your management reviews? Are you meeting your objectives and your targets? If not, do we need to go back and make those changes or do we mm-hmm. need additional resources? Okay. And I would say also support. You know, you have to have that continuous support and sure, resources sure. and competency and training. So it's not, okay, we pour all these resources into it. We, we've, we've got the certification or we've met it. It's, it's got to be continuously providing those resources and that support. Okay. Now, along with that, it sounds like a big part of it early on is deciding which metrics you're going to use to to measure success. As you continue to monitor your system and and its effectiveness, you got to first determine how you're going to measure success before you even get started. Yeah, you have to have key performance indicators, you know, leading and lagging indicators, but also it gets into what's, what's your criteria for the processes? How do you know your planning process is working? How do you know your management of changes process is working? So you need to have you know key performance indicators mm-hmm. to know that those processes are working. Right. Some and that that's kind of a new look of it, and that was forty five thousand one, but also was incorporated now into the new version of Z ten. Is how do you know your processes are working, and what are those key performance indicators? make sure those processes mm-hmm. are working. Okay, great. Anything else you'd like to add about Z10 and uh, how it can help l- our listeners improve their safety yeah, performance? I, you know, one thing I forgot to mention um, about Z10, which I'm really excited about, is along this journey with the new revision for the Z10, with updating the requirements, having this implementation guidance document, the other thing the committee worked on was a small, medium-sized um, guidance document. Okay. And there was a small task force that worked on with this Z10, and this is going to be offered free of charge. Uh, there won't be a charge for this. Uh, individuals, small, medium-sized companies can use this to help them implement a management system, whether they're going for down the road for you know working towards Z10 or 45,001. It gives them the framework of how to move towards a management system. Okay. And 
what's nice about it too is just looking it over and being part of that group is it's actually good for larger size companies too mm-hmm. that don't have management systems in place. It's a great starting point. So it was really important to the members of Z10 to have this guidance documents for, for small and medium size enterprises and make it available to them. Mm-hmm. So really excited about that. Me too. Okay, great. Well, uh, thank you so much again for joining me today, Amy, and uh, sharing your insights on this really important standard. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate this opportunity. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the ASSB Safety Standards and Tech Pubs podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us at ASSP.org and follow us on Twitter at ASSP Safety. We'll see you next time. Thank you.